0: Welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. This is Divisive Podcast and I'm your host. I have a very, very special guest with me, man. This lady is an awesome videographer, an awesome photographer, and she goes by the name of El Boogie. What's
1: good?
0: <laughs> All right. What's up, man?
1: What's up? Thank you for having me. No doubt. I'm humbled to be here. Um... And I hope I don't
0: mess up your podcast for the first time. <laughs> it is all good, man. It is all good. So it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. We haven't not we have not had a conversation in a while, um, which seems to be the case with a lot of my guests.
1: <laughs> <laughs> life, man, life. Life,
0: <laughs> but it's also man because we get to see the journey that each of us has kind of like went through throughout the years. And I think the last time we connected, I was. 28, 29?
1: You were 28 <laughs> years old because you said it in the video that we filmed that day,
0: the last day I saw you. Yeah, it. that was, oh man, that was almost seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty dope because me, me and her both, we were doing our raw veganism type thing. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a lifestyle that I kind of wish I would have kept up with, but the job would not allow me to. And um, oh, that journey was just amazing.
1: It's interesting how spherical things are because... I'm actually starting a cleanse this week. Oh wow. So I almost cried when I thought about it. I was like, Wow. It, it's coming around full circle, which means that I need to complete it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Because last time I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. That's funny how
0: life works, man, because um that was my initial journey to like self care. Mm-hmm. That was when I was and we, we talked about it on the podcast, uh, Around 29 is when I finally started to become like who I wanted to be as as the person of Lamont that I loved and and enjoyed being. Mm -hmm. And that raw veganism journey was kind of a start for me because I wanted to challenge myself to be something totally different because I was just so used to being the same person that everybody expected me to be. And going through that journey showed me that I could be somebody totally different. And the amount of flack that i got for even wanting to be a raw vegan um that excited me (laughs) because it showed me i was actually going to it showed me that i was going into a direction that people didn't approve of but i I really wanted to to kind of follow and it allowed me to kind of embrace myself at that point which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool because i did like a a mock youtube video and then we did our little video which was super dope Mm -hmm. and uh I appreciate that, man. Because like I said, that, that started me on my journey to kind of like self-love and, and self-care. And me accepting myself was definitely something that I had to get used to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And But from what I know from you, that's something that you do very well.
1: Accepting myself? Yeah. I try my best to. <laughs> I, um, I try not to offend people because I know I have a very strong energy. Yeah. Uh, I like to help, and I think a lot of times I come across as being an asshole or a dick. Um, thank goodness this is an explicit podcast. <laughs> <lot of> <laughs> hey, you but, got
0: free reign, man. Free reign.
1: <laughs> I'm accepting myself the more I am on this planet. I accept myself more and more. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, um, when it comes to the raw foods, um did you ever complete?
0: I did the 90 days.
1: You did do 90 I didn't, days. I did Yeah, I did 90 days. I didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> so how
0: did you feel after 90 days? Uh, it was, I would say that it was definitely a struggle in the beginning because I just had to get used to my body not accepting like the processed foods that I was eating. So I went through a lot of withdrawals at that time, but um, the way I felt afterwards, I was so energetic. I just I felt like I didn't want to go back to that. So it actually created a... I didn't go back to raw veganism. I didn't even go back to veganism. But I I, I ended up developing a lifestyle where uh, I watched what I ate really carefully. And the reason why I couldn't continue on with the veganism and the raw veganism was because I was in a position where I was working a a job. where we're traveling 24 days a month and we were in the hotels and we didn't have access to... Um, certain amenities that I'm used to. Like I couldn't, I couldn't food prep. I couldn't meal prep because we were moving every couple of days and a lot of the stuff had to be refrigerated and I didn't, we just didn't have access to it. So, um, I had a lot of energy. I mean, I was running. I would, we would wake up at six o'clock and then we would finish our job, maybe about 12 or one. And then we had the rest of the day to kind of do whatever we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So, me and the eight other guys, we just kind of decided, hey, uh, let's go to the gym. We started going to the gym, and we do about an hour session, and then I'm like, okay, I'm not tired, (laughs) so let me run to the hotel, and it'd be be about six or seven miles, and then when I get back to the hotel, I'm like, well, I'm about to run back to the gym, because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the amount of energy I had just from doing that was so different because I was used to eating Wendy's, McDonald's and yeah. all that, all that stuff, man. And um, going from that and going to a, a like a raw vegan diet where I'm literally detoxifying my body and putting like healthy, healthy energy into me. It was different. Mm-hmm. It was definitely different. And, I, you know, man, I wish I could do it right now. But the way my job is. 7 Eleven is my best friend. 7 <laughs> Eleven
1: oh, has the juices, though.
0: They do. And I get the cold press. Yes, yeah, cold I, press I get the cold press juices. In addition to the donuts.
1: <laughs> in addition to the taquitos. Finest, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, so with me being in the truck all day, man, I mean, especially this is summertime. So we're working between 12 and 16 hours a day, every day. Um, and a lot of times we're doing. 14 to 21 day stretches where we don't have a day off and uh it's hard to keep a cooler in your truck when the i mean when the inside of my truck is 120 degrees mm-hmm. the ice don't last and the food gets soggy so yeah 7-eleven is definitely my best friend right about now but so you got a lot going on with your journey though mm-hmm. um skin care you're eating better hair mm-hmm. care um so you're still doing better than me.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I definitely wouldn't say that. I just had a pivotal moment. You know, last week I fell back into a loop of, uh, what do we call it? Gluttonous behavior.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And
1: I realized that um, that's something that's not fun to have. Yeah. Um, And it's like when you're eating. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced this before, but I know people listening definitely have. Um, It's like there's this void in your chest And you're trying to fill it And you end up filling it with something And my choice ends up being food Mm. So I'm just eating, 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 eating Trying to um, Just eating, eating, eating Trying to just fill up this space in my chest And um, I'm trying to get through that So that's one reason why I'm entering into this fast coming up Uh, When it comes to hair care, uh, that has been a struggle, Um, because growing up, you know, young black girls and black boys were not really taught how to take care of our hair. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to maintain it in its natural state. And you know, when you're out here in this world, trying to be professional, trying to look good for your peers, trying to look good for yourself, um, it's stressful when you're unable to take care of your Hair on your head, yeah. Like that should be something that uh, you should know how to do. Yeah, it's the hair out of your own head that's yeah. going out of your body, but you don't know how to take care of it. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, you wash your hair, you moisturize it, and then you wake up the next morning and your hair is nappy as fuck. <laughs> you can't bring your fingers through <laughs> it. And there have been times where I've cried, and I know other people have to. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So
1: that's been a journey, but um, well, I'm actually figuring it out though.
0: So let's talk about that, man, because for the longest time, um, that was something that I've always struggled with because I've I've always loved long hair. I've always loved being able to grow my hair in locks and Mm -hmm. just kind of be free. Because to me, like locks is a freeing experience. It's like the the Mm -hmm. freest form of expression that I can give without actually talking to somebody. And um, when I was in high school, I had locks. Uh, I want to say up until so high school I had locks and then I, well, as soon as I you know um, turned 18 or 19 I came back down to Virginia from Northern Virginia uh, came back down to Southern Virginia we started living here and the first shop I mean I didn't know where to go so the first shop I'm looking for is an African shop and I find Masusu Mus- Kinks and I'm like hey uh, I just need my locks retwisted and just cut just about an inch because back in the day man i was so mentally perplexed that i didn't know if my hair was good enough Mm. so i was so used to putting my mom used to put just for me in my hair just so she can braid it because my hair was just so thick same yeah (laughs) so um i'm finally on my own now Mm -hmm. and i'm throwing just for me on my own on my own scalp and Mm. I finally get to the journey where I want to start locking my hair up, and now I have the, the relaxed ends that have to be cut off.
1: Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to
0: start my whole journey over by cutting my hair off, and then because my hair was pretty long. So they found a way to actually lock my hair with the relaxed ends, and um, I would just go and get it trimmed mm-hmm. until I actually got long enough to where I can actually wear it, wear it naturally. So I went to Masusu Kings, and I asked, I said, hey, could you just cut off about an inch at the end? And... Uh, just retwist everything, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, she didn't hear that. What? <laughs> she heard cut my hair down to an inch because she was on the phone, and she literally cut. I mean, my my locks were down to almost halfway down my back, and uh, when I saw my hair falling, man, I felt like Samson losing his power. <laughs> that was just like that was devastating to me, man, because I'm like She's 19 years on old.
1: Look, I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, are you see, I
0: wanted to, and I felt like the only the only decision I could make at that point was to have her cut everything off because she started in the front. If she would have started in the back, I would have been able to work with it. You
1: but- could have had bangs. <laughs> 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 Where is that? It's like a tribe of Ethiopia. It's yeah, exactly. A yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Theopatra look. <laughs>
0: exactly, but. Man, I was just so distraught and I told her to cut, just just cut the whole thing off, man. And uh, I was so upset that I walked to a barbershop uh, to get my hair faded. And then from that point on, I just was like, you know what? This is my journey to stay with short hair. Yeah. And yeah. I was always told that having hair that was uh, ethnic or like Afrocentric type hair
1: mm-hmm.
0: would stipend my ability to be uh, a professional Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it was like there was so much self-hatred there and i just kind of played into that i I really didn't accept myself and a lot of that had to do with that european style of beauty because you had to have that european style of beauty in order to become in order to be considered a professional right Mm -hmm. in order to get up in the world i mean i was working at west I mean, how much more professional do you need to be working mm-hmm. at West? None. <laughs> yeah, but the ghetto—that's mean... <laughs> what it was. But I mean, that—that's just my experience as a male. Yeah, and I could not imagine the experience as a fee a black female.
1: Well, I know the experience oh, because I went through it. Yeah, with locks. Talk about. Um, it. <laughs> I made a decision. Oh, you...
0: well, when when was it that you did you have locks at West?
1: No, not at West. No, this was after West. This oh. was uh, when I joined a band uh, called Fortresses.
0: Tell me about lead singer. Zach Hines. Wow.
1: Oh, wait, lead singer. you asking me, was I the yeah, lead yeah, singer? No, I played the djembe. It's, what? Uh, what? it's one of the oldest African instruments. It's a drum, nice. a handheld drum. Yeah, yeah. And I like that drum because uh, one day we were uh, at practice and nobody was playing. and It was just me and the drum. And I started tapping on the drum. Next thing I know, I saw somebody's foot lift up, go down, Mm. lift up, go down. They're feeling the beat. And then next thing you know, this uh, girl starts kind of like shimmying in her seat. I'm like, oh, okay, So I'm in the zone. And the next thing I know, this beautiful woman got up and she had on like this sundress, you know, sundress season. Yeah. <laughs> and she stands up and she starts swaying her hips. And I'm like, oh, I am awakening their kundalini. And at that point, I was like, this is the instrument for me. So, yeah, during that time period is when I decided to grow locks. Uh, they were freeform locks.
0: Oh, very nice.
1: I spent hours on YouTube. Um because I had no one to go to personally in my life, yeah. So I spent hours on YouTube um, trying to learn how to grow freeform locks. I found this amazing woman who had several videos, and she had an ebook for sale, and it was how to grow freeform locks the natural way. Nice. And her whole thing was, you don't need no loctician. Mm -hmm. You don't need no oil. You don't need no shampoo, no gel, no lock cream, no nothing.
0: Yeah. No beeswax.
1: No, no beeswax. You just let your hair grow. And um, you wash it, I think, daily Um, in the beginning with lemon juice. Or if you didn't want to go that route, you could do um, clarifying shampoo. Oh, wow. Um, Just to remove all the oils and the sebum that's being produced from your scalp. Yeah. And your hair just naturally starts to clump together. Oh, wow. And then you can let it clump the way it clumps, or you can begin to rip the locks apart. Yeah. So, um, I started the process and I had a few really big ones, some small ones. Um, I looked quote unquote crazy. My mother couldn't stand it. Yeah. Um, my grandmother called me ugly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I was also, in a way, being defiant. But in another way, I just felt like I was perfect out the womb. And I know that at the end of the day, these are going to be beautiful. But it's just a process. Yeah. Just like with this fasting process, I'm about to go through with juicing. The whole point is to juice to the point where I no longer shit. It's like juice, juice, juice until you like you shit, 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 and then you shit out your last shit. Yeah. But by no, the time just- you do that, you've lost so much weight. Yeah. You might look a little sickly, yeah. but then you start to rebuild, you start to eat your cooked exactly. foods again, you work out. So just like with the hair part, um, you gotta go through that process. You might look you might not look that attractive. But what is being attractive? Then you start questioning all those other things.
0: That's important.
1: Um, so everyone didn't rock with the process of growing freeform locks. Yeah. Yeah, you get looks. Yeah. Um, but the women or the men who have successfully done it, now their hair is down their back. As long as it's not sticking out here or over there, but it's like long and flowy. Yeah. People like people it. People
0: like it because it's, a, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now it aesthetically like, looks good.
0: Exactly. It's like what, what Cam Newton's going through because he's doing free form. Oh, he is? Yeah.
1: Okay. And,
0: and a lot of people were saying that he's lost his mind.
1: Yeah. You see, that's, that's.
0: That's crazy it's, because it's not, it's not socially acceptable. Right. And because because you don't fit the norm, or you don't fit the way that people want you to look like, or you don't think the way people want you to think, now you're abnormal. Now you're crazy.
1: Yeah, just because I don't run a comb through my head. Exactly. But yeah. uh, uh, anyway, you wanna go? Ahead. <laughs> that was about to be real rugged. That was hey, about I'll to be you. real rugged. <laughs> Real bad I'm with you. Out. Hey, I'm with you. I'm just saying, it's like you're crazy <laughs> if you don't run a comb through your head, but you can do some other wild, wild stuff. Yeah. And nobody thinks you're crazy. Yo,
0: yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Like, like. I can
1: sit, like, I literally can go out to a buffet with my family and I can eat several plates of food. Yeah. And they can eat several plates of food and they can yeah. be like, I'm full. Well, I'm about to go get some dessert. Oh, I'm full. I'm going to get another cookie. Yeah. and you won't call me crazy. Exactly. But I'm literally eating myself to, to death. death. I'm committing a slow suicide. Yes. But if I don't run a comb through my head, I'm crazy. Yeah. That's the stuff I don't get. Like, can we think about this for a minute?
0: Yeah. That's that. That's that backwards mentality, man.
1: That's that you're not thinking mentality. Yeah. Well, you're because- choosing not to be. I don't know. It's like you just. It's like you've accepted an identity, or you've not an identity. Masahadi, and I like the way he puts it, You've accepted a filter, just like you have filters mm. on Instagram,
0: yeah,
1: to like take these pictures, which we could talk about filters. I hate them. <laughs> they can make you not like yourself,
0: exactly. um, yeah. yeah,
1: but it's like we accept this filter of life, and we just be like, all right, I'm gonna roll with this filter. Um, I'm gonna accept that locks are bad because I heard it. So I'm going to accept that. And that's the filter of life that I have. Those are the lenses that I'm looking through. Mm. And if it's anything outside of that lens, I can't see it.
0: Yeah. Man. And that's, oh, man, when you talk about accepting yourself and trying to fit yourself into a, I mean, you got so many people who are, who are out there now that's trying to look like a Kim Kardashian Kim Kardashian, or a Khloe Kardashian. She cute though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah they, uh, no, no, but, I
1: get you. <laughs> but it's like
0: But if, if they don't see themselves as that, yeah they, they they feel like their self-worth is just out of there you know what i mean like they're, they're mm-hmm. worthless at that point and it's like no you have to find the beauty in yourself because they created their i mean kim was pretty before she did she all was that. but how yeah. she
1: is now that's not that's natural not face yeah but her heart though her spirit yeah she's dope yeah she's a cool person yeah so, even if she wouldn't have gotten all that work done, yeah, she was still a cool individual. Exactly. You think yeah. Kanye's going to marry somebody whack?
0: Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Now, when he's trying to keep up with Jay-Z and Beyonce, <laughs> not at all, man. Um, but back, <laughs> back, you mentioned the word Kundalini. Uh-huh. Explain that. Because I'm sure it lost a few people in the list.
1: Kundalini, I don't even know the the, the exact appropriate definition. I'm not going to Google it right now. <laughs> but like uh, the idea of the Kundalini is just like this energy within you, mm. like your life. Let's just call it your like your life force energy at your core. Gotcha. So like maybe when you get excited. I see it as like this orange energy aura, like around your growing area. We talk like about when chakras? you get excited.
0: Is that like chakras type? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of getting away from like the, the labels of things like that.
0: Oh yeah, I understand. But yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So like whenever you get excited and you feel that feeling down in that growing area, not a sexual feeling, but
0: like butterflies, that would be,
1: I would say that's the Kundalini.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I'm a hundred percent with you on that because, um, when you start to label things, Mm -hmm. then you have to put it in a certain box. Yeah. You have to. And it's like some things that you experience, you can't put in a box because some words don't have the meaning to experience what you, what you went through. -hmm. And the moment you start labeling something, people automatically assume before they actually listen to you.
1: Now I understand why Raven Simone said she's not African American. She said, I'm American. I get it. Remember, there was there was this yeah,
0: huge they, 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 they black people was
1: not messing with her. <laughs> there was like, nah, we want to trade Raven Simone for Ellen or some other white person. Uh,
0: yeah, um, yeah.
1: But I um, and I could get flack for it. I don't care. But um, I understand why she said what she said. She's an American person. She didn't want to put herself in. A particular label. Yes, labeling yourself as an American is also another label. Yeah. But if you look at labels with a hierarchy, it's a higher level. Yeah. So African American is here. Yeah. Just like Hispanic American is here, but American is up here and it encompasses everything underneath it.
0: Yeah. I mean, because when you look at, I mean, when you look at the alt right or people who label themselves as true Americans, right? Mm hmm. They really don't consider us to be in that fold with them.
1: Fuck them! <laughs> <laughs> fuck you! Fuck about what you think. One hundred percent. Like it, it don't matter, really. I don't give a fuck about them niggas. I don't. <laughs> I don't have time. I don't have time. You know, I ran into someone at work. He's a janitor, matter of fact. Yeah. You could tell that he has a low education. Um, now I am. Uh. I'm going to use this terminology. It's not my term, but it's what people would say he is. Yeah. Trailer park trash. Oh, wow. I'm not using that term, but that's a term that people would call him. Yeah. So, low education, Caucasian man.
0: Yeah.
1: Works at the hospital. He's a cool dude. We speak to each other every day. It's always respect. He actually talks too much. He's always (laughs) telling me about his business. Yeah. And you look at me, you can tell I'm a black woman. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm black. So, I saw him, I think, after, um, I think when the when the riots began mm. recently. So what was that? Maybe two months ago when the riots started popping yeah, off. Yeah. And he was like, uh, I don't know why they're having all those riots and taking down the Christopher Columbus statue and da-da-da. And I paused. Because usually I'm like, all right, see you later. Got to go walk and talk and bye. Because yeah. like I said, he talks a lot. Yeah. But I paused and I said, hey, you know, Christopher Columbus actually wasn't a good guy. Yeah. And he didn't know. What were you talking about? I said, well, I mean, he raped people. Yeah. Killed children. Yeah. He killed innocent men. Uh, he put his name on something that wasn't his. Uh, he's a bad, bad man. Yeah. And he was like, what? I said, yeah, do some research. But it just took a moment for me to communicate that with him. Because if not, he would have remained in his ignorance.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. um, yeah, that.
0: That's important. I mean, me and Delvin talked about that <clears throat> episode eight. And uh,
1: mm-hmm. a lot of
0: times, no, actually me and uh, George talk about that episode nine, where it talks about if we don't have the education behind what we're talking about, it's mm-hmm. ignorance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because we're automatically thinking something. And I think I had mentioned the uh, the Washington Redskins um, mascot or the the logo itself. I automatically thought the logo was created by a racist white guy. Mm. But then when you go to the history of the logo, it's actually created by a chief of the Indian uh, Blackie tribe. Wow. And it symbolizes uh, their heritage. Mm. And when you look at the article that came out when the Washington Redskins said that they were actually taking down the logo, the family was upset because it's like, hey, this is our history. This is our contribution to this part of history. Yeah. But you know what it is. I'm going to say it.
1: Yeah. People just want to be offended nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> <laughs> we want to be offended.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. And not
1: to downplay any other thing that's going on. Yeah. But there speaking of consciousness, there's a consciousness within our community where we want to be offended.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's.
1: But look at that! I didn't even know that. Thanks for schooling me. I never thought the Washington Redskins was a bad thing, so I was always curious about what the argument was because I was thinking in my head, it's not like they're demeaning them. Yeah, it's just um, a part of history that's been applied to this football game, and it's a team. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even I don't even know what the argument was about in the beginning. I'm not sure.
0: Well, for me, like I said, I always thought it was a a white guy that was. Um, showing their conquest. Hey, we oh. we conquered the Redskins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. That that's what my interpretation was. But that was again, that was from a stance of ignorance. I didn't right. know what I didn't know what it was. Wow. And when you go back to some of the actions of the forefathers of America, they would be canceled today. I mean, a lot of the like oh, you yeah. said, the rape and the the things that they were doing to other human beings, they would not have survived cancel Wait. culture.
1: I think they would have.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on look at Epstein. <laughs> yeah, Epstein, that that I mean, is true. That is now true. Now, we'll
1: say word on the press is that they just took down George Bush and Clinton's picture off of like the wall in the White House.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I heard about uh, that.
1: Because there's been some rumor that they're going to be coming. They someone found a tape with two prominent individuals with Epstein. And also having sex with children. Oh my God. So I'm wondering if that's the link because that's their pictures being taken down. So I wonder if it's them Mm. too. So you
0: you do know that there was a judge uh, who had a hit put out on him and his family was was hit. I think his son or his wife was shot. Um, Mm. He was actually linked to the case. He was actually proceeding over the case and his family got hit probably about a week or two ago.
1: That's sad. Yeah. all died.
0: Uh, uh, I believe one of the family members died. A couple other got shot. The judge, the judge did not get hit. Wow. Um,
1: but yeah, got I mean, some goons on their side. Yeah. Um, I haven't done a deep, deep research on this, but a friend shared with me that uh, what's the culinary chef Anthony Bourdain. Um, no, like, not Tony Bourdain. Please. <laughs> no, no, in a good way. In a good
0: way. Tony
1: Bourdain like... and I think three other men uh, were working on a documentary. Um, and all of them died.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but the documentary was about um, pedophilia. Ooh. So there are some goons out here who are trying to protect um, that aspect of their life. Yeah. But my thing is. If you have to hide it, then that should tell you that you're doing something wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if you have to kill people, um, bribe people to commit this act, yeah. then you're doing something wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing I will say is some people, like, they get off on that. The yeah, fact they that get it's,
1: off yeah. on it. I, I don't understand how a person gets off on taking the virginity of an infant. Like, that's torture. Yeah, that, that You're is... You're torturing yeah, a child. That, oh,
0: my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
1: But our children are under attack. Uh, I was in Charlotte mm, in December, November. And Charlotte, North Carolina. And as soon as I drive into the city, and I hate this if this is triggering anyone, because I know people have gone through sexual abuse, um, but as I drive into Charlotte... Um, there's a Bank of America building. And there's a big, big, big um, poster. And it's a little black boy. That doesn't even matter. It's a little boy. And he has tears coming down his eyes. Mm. And it's like, save the children. Yeah. We've gotten to the point where we have to actually make billboards about this shit. Yeah. To save our fucking children. Yeah. So I don't know is the adrenochrome thing real like is they really taking kids freaking them out and while they're freaking them out getting that adrenaline pumping and then killing them and then getting that blood and then taking it in. Are they really doing that because a lot of kids are missing.
0: I mean it's somewhere in the three to four hundred thousands per year right.
1: (laughs) Something like that.
0: Yeah. It's definitely something that um,
1: it's scary. It's
0: very scary. It's very scary. I mean, you look at the book. I, I don't know how true it is, but I, I heard that did he put a book out
1: uh-huh.
0: about the Adrenochrome? And two or three days later, they took the book down off a website. It was available on Amazon. He the put site. a book out about Adrenochrome. Yeah,
1: he did.
0: That's really <laughs> that's like I, said, I don't know what the I don't he know what the truth heal. is, but from what from what I saw on this article, it was out and people actually had. Um, copies of the book but it was mm-hmm. taken down within like 24 to 48 hours or
1: oh it's like an e-book
0: yeah yeah
1: i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's possible i don't write it off i mean if you look at history people have done some very insane things so i think it's a possibility but that's yeah. one reason why love huh do i want to say love yeah i'll say love love and family structure is very important Because when you have solid family structures, you have solid communities and they become impenetrable, if that's the proper word. Yeah. You cannot penetrate strong families, nor can you penetrate strong communities. Yeah. So that's why there's I think that's one reason why we have so many distractions to keep the family from coming together. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have that many children missing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and this is a this is a hard uh conversation for me to have personally (laughs) because um growing up i was a victim of sexual abuse Mm. and it was by a close family member Mm. and i was young man i had to be i was young enough to still remember it Mm -hmm. so i was four or five maybe six because it it, it went on for a very very long time and then um I kept that with me for a very long time Because I didn't want that person to get in trouble I mean it's, it's almost like um, In a way I internalized everything that happened to me As if mm-hmm. it was my fault You know what I mean mm-hmm. And when I finally opened up about everything I think I was about 16 And I told my girlfriend at the time Which her name was Stasha um, When I told her about it I broke down crying because mm-hmm. it was like, man, this was a weight that was on me that um, I didn't know how to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I had so many internal issues that I was kind of projecting on her and wanting her to fill a void that I couldn't really expect her to fill. And um, I put a lot of you know, stress on her at that point. But when I finally told her what I told her... um it kind of took her back a bit and she didn't know how to respond to it, (laughs) but it was so freeing for me that once I told her I was able to tell everybody. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I told another family member Mm -hmm. and then my family member told me about his experience Mm -hmm. with another one of our family members. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, how deep does this rabbit hole go? Is this something that is common just in our family? Or is it something that's common in a lot of families? And it's
1: worldwide. It's a yeah. consciousness that has to be dealt with. It does. And let me say, I don't, and, and I might get flack for this, I don't think those people are evil. Um, I don't think that they're demonic. I just think they have a problem that needs to be corrected.
0: Uh, 100% agree um, with that. Because
1: if yeah. not, it will continue to perpetuate itself yeah because it's a consciousness
0: yeah
1: it's not just that person yeah it is a it, it's it's a just like when you're sitting down and you have a crazy thought and we all go through it you're like yeah. where that thought come from yeah but then you start beating yourself up because you think it's you that yeah. ain't you cuz yeah.
0: <laughs> literally we're
1: energetic beings there's thoughts running around and we pick up on it we're like little antennas yeah, yeah. um so it's a consciousness that just has to be dealt with. And I think a part of that is truth. Yeah. Um, there's no place for these people. And, and like I said, someone who had an experience like you and hasn't come to terms with it yet, they might get triggered by it. But we don't have a place where someone can go and sit down and say, um, I like kids. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They can't they're automatically demonized because
1: in order for them to get to the part of not liking children anymore, they have to express that.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But there's no place where they can go and sit down without getting saying that without them getting their head knocked off yeah. or Yeah punched in the stomach or protected because yeah. <clears throat> I won't say the place, but there there was this place I used to hang around and one of the women, uh, she was with a guy uh, that had touched some children. Mm. He had recently did it. And one of the brothers that I was with, he was a true brother. Like he was a protector. He yeah. heard about it. He went to her and said, listen, uh, me and the fellas want to sit down and just talk to him. We, are, we, we might put a hand on him, but we're not going to hurt him that bad. Mm. We're going to try our best not to. What we really want to do is talk to him. Yeah. Just really want to talk to him. She ain't let it happen she had a daughter that lived Mm. in the same house with him. Mm. So sometimes we even want to protect them. So it's like, um, we have to do something. We have to do something. Um, because it just keeps getting wilder and crazier.
0: Yeah. I mean, the more you suppress something, at least in my experience, the more I suppress something, the more I wanted to do it. Mm. And we're starting to see more and more that happen. And, um, it's become a culture that people are used to, especially in, I mean, I don't really know much about it, but I've seen a lot in the Hollywood type circles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at some of the famous Disney character people that we, you know, saw growing up and mm-hmm. then they start telling their stories and it's like, okay, well this is a normal occurrence. Yeah. Bad kids get
1: abused. Yeah. I sat in a book club and out of nine women, seven women have been sexually abused. Yeah. Yeah. I cried that day and I didn't even get abused. I was just like, how the hell? How this been happening? Because yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but at one point, black people didn't acknowledge that. They always put it off on white folks. Exactly. Yeah. White folks do that nasty yeah,
0: shit. Yeah.
1: Nah, yo. We uh, do deep. it too. It's deep. Um, It's deep. It's weird deep. thought. I think that's one reason. <laughs> that's one reason why some people think that or on a metaphysical level that uh, black people manifested white folks. Just white, no, for, I've heard but that yeah, theory White folks are the manifestation <laughs> of all the shit That black people didn't want to acknowledge About themselves So you still got the black motherfuckers who are doing the same shit And then you got the babies which is the white folks Still doing the same yeah. shit all yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucked I'm, up all <laughs> yeah,
0: fucked up I've heard that theory man And that is so hilarious <laughs> It
1: might be so I mean low key for real like a metaphysical consciousness Truth like it might It could be It
0: could be. It could be some truth to it.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, uh, the older I get, the wiser I get. We do some crazy stuff. And, you know, um, when I was around a lot of Pan-African people and things like that, pro-black, black power, one thing they always used to teach me is that the things that we do that are fucked up, we learn from the Europeans.
0: Yeah, I've heard that as well.
1: What do you think about that, though?
0: To be honest with you, I think that's that's human nature. Mm. I think it's uh, the number one thing that we all have in common. Well, at least the one thing that I would think that we all have in common is that we all want to survive Mm -hmm. as a species. So our survival instincts will push us to the point where we do things that are not normal. And I don't think we've, I don't think we've documented enough history to be able to understand what happened beforehand. I mean, cause the stuff that's happening in America, I don't think any of that is new. I mean, we see that happen in every country around the world. I mean, yeah, 1920s wall black wall street being bombed and, and burned down. I mean, that's no different than the Mongols burning down ancient China, you know, or ancient Japan. Right. So, I mean, I think it's just literally our survival instincts coming into play and a lot of times our survival instincts are very vicious I mean if you look at the animal kingdom they eat their own children sometimes yeah I mean I it's, think
1: that's the problem though I think the fact that we're still surviving is an issue Yeah. I think that the human consciousness should be at a point now where we thrive and it's not surviving and I think that's exactly. a part of the major issue yeah yeah and I think that's why we're seeing um, so many things happen now um, especially with COVID-19 And then like the presidency And just Just all the stuff that's happening in the world um, If you look at it From a higher level perspective It's like uh, The energy is just tired Like the earth is tired mm, Yeah. And it's like y'all gotta do better now yeah. I didn't gave you this long To get your shit together and you still fucking up Cause yeah. humans are still fucking up On a big scale <laughs> Like we do really stupid shit there's yes. really no reason to murder somebody. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason to steal anything from anybody. If you think about it, the only reason why someone doesn't have is because someone, someone says you can't more. have it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If everybody just said, Oh, I'll go to work for free today and yeah. everybody produce everything for free,
0: yeah,
1: then everything will flow. And I yeah. know that sounds like a grand idea and it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But that lets you know that we have chosen to make this world the way that it is.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: yeah and we can a- make a decision to change it. Yeah. But I think the fact that we surviving is the problem. We have to get to the point where we thrive. And I was thinking about that today with my own journey. I'm tired of always saying and saying I'm healing. I don't want to be healing my whole life. Yeah. I want to heal and be done. Yeah. And then begin to reach, have fun and say... How far does my potential go? Yeah. What can I do? I want to do something new. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm 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 right right with you. hundred percent. Uh thank you guys for joining us. Uh this was episode 10 of the podcast. Um again, this is my homie L Boogie. Super, super dope. She will be joining us back on the next episode. All right. Thank you guys for listening.